It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Michael Reed on LMFM. Now, as we heard on the programme yesterday, it's believed uh, the drugs gangs in Drogheda are behind a piece of graffiti in Beechwood Drive uh, that names a member of Angarda Shia Khanna and says uh, that there's 20k on his head. Uh, that was condemned by the Garda Representative Association and we'll talk about that uh, with Labour Party Councillor P.O. Smith and Sinn Féin Councillor Joanna Byrne in a, a moment. But good morning to both of you and thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, P.O., if I, I could start by asking about uh, another dreadful incident uh, that took place in Lawrence's Park about 20 to 10 last night. It was seen a woman and her three young children escaped with their lives. There was considerable damage to a house, the house that they escaped from uh, from a suspected arson uh, attack. Uh, apparently, it, it took uh, a number of uh, units uh, of the fire service, three units of uh, the fire brigade, uh, to put this fire out. So it was a considerable fire, and I, I take it we should be very grateful that uh, nobody has been terribly injured or, or killed, as a matter uh, of fact. Morning, Michael. Yeah, thank God nobody, nobody seems to be killed or injured. Uh, but uh, it does go to highlight the fact that you know, we've become very focused on COVID-19 over the last couple of months. And uh, a lot of people, uh, I'm not saying that what happened last night is directly related to the shooting. I think that could be, may not be. But, uh, uh, you know, this brings into stark focus exactly what's going on in our town on a regular basis, on a daily basis. And people in the States, in Drada, are living in fear. And... Uh, They've been living in fear for the last number of years, and a number of estates in Drogheda, including Lounges Park and, and other mm-hmm. places, have been intimidated by a small group of people who are making the lives of the majority of people miserable. <clears throat> and uh, it's a constant battle the whole time to try and get on top of this, both from a council perspective and from a policing perspective. And I think from the the, the, the drug squad. What we've seen in Beechwood on the walls there is evidence that they are getting on top of it in a significant way. But I'd also say that the majority of people in Beechwood uh, are suffering uh, big time uh, because of what's happening in there by a small minority of people. That's what's happening. Uh, that's who's doing the, pro- the causing the problems. A mm. small minority of people, but it's affecting the majority in a big way. <clears throat> and it's coming back to us and the council through reps uh, in regards to people looking for transfers and people looking for... Uh, the council to crack down on, on individuals and guards to crack down on individuals. And it's a constant battle. Mm. The problem hasn't gone away. And uh, as we've been hearing for 
so many years at this stage. It's a town with a population of 40,000 and a couple of hundred people involved directly in this ongoing feud. Yeah, and you, got, you know, the Gearan report will, will bring up some of the, the reasons involved and maybe come up with some possible uh, solutions to it. We're looking forward to the outcome from that report. Mm. But you've got to look at the mindset of people who are doing this type of stuff. I mean, they don't believe they've got anything to lose. They have already made a choice in regards to the type of life they want to live. Uh, and intimidating, or trying to intimidate guards and uh, people who are trying to go about their daily life means nothing to them. I mean, mm. we've talked before in regards to how uh, you know each generation that comes through in, in relation to gangland seemed to have up the ante in regards to barbarity. I mean, we've seen people in the Hutch Kitchen field getting killed who are soft targets, who are just related or friends with either one of the factions. We've seen, you know, a, a horrific murder here in, uh, from, from a young guy in Drogheda, came uh, and Reedy Woods, earlier on this year. We've seen people who was out walking the, the, the baby son shot in the head, another guy coming out of a wake shot in the head. Uh, you know, we've seen people in Spain who were mistaken for members of a feud, feud gang shot down on the street. I mean, this is the reality of what goes on. <clears throat> I suppose, to some extent, you know, with our focus on other things and kind of a dampening down, and this is always the danger, to some extent, I felt, that with the dampening down of the feud and draw, people would just make an assumption that it, it's gone, it's not happening. But it is It is happening. And I think one of the things the success rate of the Gather Drugs Unit has is in reducing the supply of drugs into the town. You can still get them, but they're dearer. But they're not as big quantities as they were. I think this is having a really bad effect on the gangs themselves. Joanna Byrne, uh, can you make any sense of uh, what goes on in someone's mind? Uh, the idea that they could set a house on fire like that with three young children inside, 20 to 10, on uh, Monday evening. Uh, it, it really is frightening. Uh, I mean, undoubtedly that woman and her children are homeless now, uh, given the report uh, of considerable damage uh, and three fire brigades needed to put the fire out. Uh, but they're lucky to be alive, as we were saying earlier on. They are indeed. Good morning, Mike. Um, yes, this, this is a, a horrific attack. And as you say, there, this is women and children and anybody to be subjected to such an attack like this um, the, the trauma of this will, will have a lasting effect on them for many years to come I'm sure and it, it's it's something that had, had gone to ground um, for a little while and hadn't been as prevalent and, and I would have concerns now following last night's attack um, is this due to courts um, getting back up and running we're back in court season is, is this a level of bravado coming back out to paint a message that this feud has not gone away and, and that it's still very much running in the background, you know. Mm. And that bravado uh, evident in uh, the graffiti that we were talking about uh, in Beechwood Drive. Absolutely. Like, and any intimidation of Angarda Shiyakana should, should not be tolerated, particularly in the present climate of things in our town. The people have stood strong together in our stance against drugs, crime, and intimidation, and I, I've every confidence that the Guardi is the full support of the community here. But the very fact that the intimidation is targeted at Unsardishiyakana is is testament to the successes of the Guardi in the town and putting the drugs game here under immense pressure. I believe, mm. and I, I suppose in saying that, um, you have to recognise that the police in response to antisocial and violent crime in a community is is the last defence. But before that kicks in, people have a right to feel safe and, and safe and going about their daily lives. And the problems 
the problems which cause violence and antisocial behaviour are they're many and they're varied and they need to be tackled if there's to be a lasting solution and a healthier society. We need to identify opportunities to mm. integrate and support services and that includes improving prison facilities mm. and ensuring that people come out of jail more ready and willing to be positive members of the community and not more vicious and destructive than they were when they went in. You'd have to think that that uh, piece of graffiti sends a very effective message uh, and uh, even if caught, there can only be very little consequence for doing that. Yeah, it, it does It does send a message. And I suppose Gardaí in Loud are particularly sensitive um, to intimidation like this. They have lost two very valued colleagues in recent years to two very violent attacks. Mm. So I've no doubt that this would be taken extremely seriously by Angarda Shiyakana and by the individual Gardaí. Not, not, not to mention the threats from the drugs gangs following guards home uh, and uh, setting uh, houses on fire and all of that sort of thing. Uh, P.O. Smith, uh, do you think that this type of graffiti should be looked on uh, as graffiti the way it normally would be or should there be a, a more severe sanction because of the message, uh, the gall of somebody to write something like that? Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, again, coming back to the soft target issues, I mean, some of the names of that related to Gada members' families. And uh, so this was a, a direct <clears throat> assault on innocent family members of Gareth. And so how do we actually address this issue is a, is a key question. And this is a question we've been grappling, grappling with in the council in regards to drugs and drugs crime and people and individuals uh, having council houses. I mean, the policy is very clear in regards to uh, adhering to certain rules and regulations in order for you to keep a house. And I know that before COVID came, the council were engaging with barristers to look at uh, could people be evicted from their houses <clears throat> if they were involved in drugs, mm. feuds, and crime, and uh, possibly in, in regards to putting up that type of uh, graffiti on, on walls. Uh, so that's something that we're going to have to get an answer to because, let's be honest with this, there has to be consequences for people's actions. We all engage and choose different types of behaviour but there are consequences and you know for a lot of people involved in a feud who will win and burn out a house with a young family in it or intimidate people <clears throat> or uh, look for soft targets they mm. feel that there is no real consequence therefore you know this goes back to the mind yeah. that I said earlier on that they have. You sound like you probably know who did that. Well no I can't say I know who did it. Well, you, but, have, uh, you, you but, have a good idea have you? Well, there may be a number of different people mm. that could have could have been involved in, in that type of stuff. Uh, but the reality is, you know, I think in order for people to change, they have to mm. see that there is a very significant consequence if they are caught. OK, but you have uh, suspicions ha- about who did it, I take it. Uh, and uh, I'm just wondering, like, you know, is, is this a, a group of mindless kids or is it uh, kids who've got caught up in these gangs or are, are, are they ruthless criminals? No, I think my own view is I think it's uh, young, younger people uh, who are being used by people higher up. And like, I mean, if you look at the average age of people involved in these gangs, you're, you're going from 17 right up to 23. You know, this is a young cohort of people. And, the, you know, the guys who are above that again are older and they're even using people as young as 12 and 14 or 14, even as young as 10 in some instances. So, I mean, you know, if you take a 10 or 12 year old they are looking at somebody who they perceive to be powerful, who they perceive to be, uh, you know, respected in their community. So they are learning 
that if I do something similar to what these guys do, or if I do what they ask me to do, I will have a similar status uh, when I reach their age. Mm. And that's really the poison that's going on in our community in relation to what these, these gangs do and the, and the people who control these gangs do. Uh, they poison the minds of young, vulnerable young people. And some of them we, we can get back, and some of them we won't get back. Uh, and that's just the reality. So, so that's the reason why this is always going to be an ongoing battle. It's never going to go away. All right, and I'm sure you can identify uh, with all of that, Joanna Byrne. Absolutely, yeah. And I think Councillor Smith has, has hit the nail on the head with, with the ages of the young people that's been um, sucked into this, this vacuum and and their perception of, of, of them being part of something big. And I, I don't think they realise the consequences their actions are having, not only on the victims of the attacks that they're carrying out, but on their own families. Like we've seen many families in this town over the last couple of years torn apart by having to face their own intimidation for family members, drug deaths, for example, and it, it's ripping, it's ripping lives apart from the bottom right up to the top. And and you know, I'm, I'm, I've every confidence in this, um, in in the new approach that's been taken by the Minister for Justice, Helen McAtee, and the the appointment of Vivian Guerin to to carry out mm-hmm. um, an assessment on the impact that criminal activity is having in Drogheda, and and hopefully the recommendations from that report will highlight the need of services, particularly youth services, to try and eliminate um yeah, you know, the solution, uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah, hopefully recommendations uh, can highlight uh, the uh, way to find a, a solution and that those recommendations will be implemented. Uh, we leave there for the moment, though, and thanks to both of you for joining us. As always, uh, that's uh, uh, Joanna Byrne, who's a Sinn Féin councillor, and P.O. Smith, a Labour Party councillor. Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM. LMFM. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.